Your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. All correspondence and inquiries of the WIBR Warren Radio Network can be sent to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. Be sure to follow the WIBR Warren Radio on Twitter at, by using hashtag WatchmanIS216 and hashtag Warren Radio. On LinkedIn, you can find us by hashtag Watchman. And join us on USA.life or MeWe with hashtag Warren Radio. And just to let you know, Warren Radio is also on two new social sites, Parlor and Clout Club. And you can listen to our shows through the following carriers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. You can also listen to the shows by going to warn-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. And I want to admonish you to take time to read the pertinent articles by The Watchman. This week we feature Rebellion or Mercy, The Path Well Worn. There is a path well worn, and it has been traveled since the first beginnings of man on the earth. Also, manifest deliverance, present evil world. There is a manifest deliverance from this present evil world. There is a path, a way, a light, and a plain path for all to find this deliverance. And now I invite the watchman... You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Dana, how are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. We are here again. Yeah, for our Warren Radio advocacy broadcast for the persecuted church. You know, the thing of it is, I just, I say this all the time, been saying it for years, but 
you know, this time is going by fast, and I think it does seem because there's so much going on. Yes. You know, you have the cities in turmoil. There's been rioting and pillaging and everything else. We've got an election. We've got the economy. We've got businesses that shut down, businesses that's gone bankrupt. We've got COVID. We've got people getting sick. Now we've got all the a lot of the major grocery chains that are, are requiring masks. Uh, and then in the same token, we found out that the CDC numbers and how they work with the labs uh, have have been uh, causing trouble in the in the numbers. They've been inflated. Uh, so uh, th- this is just really uh, uh, a time, and I think that's probably the reason it seems like that, don't you? Oh, I think so. And and then they're also reporting probable cause cases which they've not been tested, but because they have a few of the symptoms of COVID, they're saying they're a probable cause, so that adds to the numbers. Well, I think that's phony. I do too. But see, this is this is the way it is, you know. Uh, and, you know, any way you look at the COVID right now, any way you want to look at it, and I've seen a lot of numbers on this from the Spanish flu to uh, bird flu and everything else. The numbers that the experts uh, predicted. Now, you and I watched that uh, Stossel video on it where he put it all together. And it was absolutely mind-blowing how off the professionals were when they begin to tell you how many deaths there's going to be. When they use, um, what do they call those, mapping programs or yeah. something? Yeah, computer projections and yeah. things like that. Well, you know, the thing of it is, is that if you just look at the deaths uh, from this compared to everything else, you know, you'll find a lot of the flu worse. And uh, it, it th- this is pretty much the way it is. And there's no doubt that people really, really get sick. And uh, I, I believe there's one reason a lot of them get sick in America and around the world, especially in America, though, because a lot of our autoimmune functions have been disarmed because of the foods we eat. Mm-hmm. And we have, and of course, Tower and I know about this because we had some of these same uh, problems. And uh, of course, we followed Dr. Gundry, and his he has uh, three books out. I've read every one of them. And uh, we took care of the autoimmune problem, uh, and it was through food. And so it's very important that a lot of the things that we're eating today are killing us, and they're opening you up to where you can get real bad diseases. And there's a lot of things that you can take once you get your autoimmune. You can uh, bump up your immune system and be resistant to a lot of things. And then, of course, as Christian believers, we believe by his stripes we've been healed. I believe it when the Lord says that, uh, I pray thee, Father, that you would not take them out of the world, but keep them from the evil. He can keep us from the evil of COVID or anything else. So these are the, these are the things that uh, we focus on. And, of course, our, our first uh, thing that we're going to talk about and. You know, we've talked about the COVID uh, in in India before, but the thing you know, Tower, that just is, is so tragic, and it's been that way since the first time you and I were ever connected to India many, many, many years ago, and we got to know the native pastors there and things like that, and whenever there was a problem uh, like... Um, 
you would get uh, a cyclone or a flood or some kind of natural disaster or anything that would hit. The people that got the aid from the government are the ones who were Hindus. And a lot of the Christians were absolutely banned from getting food. Yes, that's correct. And so, it, and the thing of it is, is that we saw that during the lockdown, in India we saw it, and of course uh, we were um, uh, involved with a little ministry that works over in India and was developed, was uh, providing food and a lot of things to people over there. But uh, there is so much need in India. It's just, you know, just one little ministry can't meet it. Uh, you know, even if we had every ministry, I don't think they could meet the need there. But, uh, you know, in our first one, they talk about that since the lockdown is lifted, uh, you know, the problem of uh, persecution has begun, and it was... Uh, begins again and of course uh, international christian concern brought this out but make no mistake about it uh, persecution was going on during the covid uh, and we've re reported this it doesn't stop the enemy no no not at all and look at what's happening in the liberal cities in america these liberal governors and mayors are allowing black lives matter and other thugs and they're even attacking the police who are commanded not to fight back and not to do anything you know they're they're hog tying them they're they're gonna and it's no wonder that the police union international uh, police union supports uh, donald trump because he supports law and order and so, That's right. and and there's a note here that I saw. I didn't get a chance to tell you, but coming next week, there's supposed to be an an announcement from President Trump to detail how he's going to bring control back to the cities of the liberal the liberal cities of these people who don't want to control them. Really? Yeah. Wow. And so, uh, this is going to be one of those things. So. Um, at any rate, you know, so it's very important to understand. And, you know, one particular instance is a pastor that was a victim of persecution right after the lockdown had lifted. And, of course, they were kicking him like a football. They dragged him into the street. Uh, they pushed him down. They trampled on him. They tore his clothes. They kicked him all over his body, punched his left eye. He has a serious eye injury as a result of a blood, blood clot. And he was all he was doing was praying for a sick person in a village. That's all it takes. You know, praying for a sick person. And you think you got it bad in America. <laughs> I can't believe the level of wickedness. And the Hindus that beat him up said, India is a Hindu nation, there's no place for Christian. Well, the problem with the Hindus, have to understand, is it may be a Hindu nation, but the nations are ruled by the governor of the nations, the Lord God himself. And so you may think India is yours, but it's not, and the Lord will show it, uh, prove it to you. 
because there are former Hindus uh, that are Christians today, and there's a lot of them just like there's former Muslims, and there's a lot of them too, because the Lord will save whoever calls upon him. And there's a lot of these Hindus and Muslims and others who find the true and living God and his son, Yahshua, Jesus Christ, and they accept him as their Lord and Savior. Yes, that's exciting. Thank God. Well, for this pastor, he said he was prepared for this kind of thing. And he says, I know the cost of serving Jesus in these remote villages, and I'll continue to serve the people of the regions. Another pastor said, I was so distressed and pained. It was hard labor to build uh, a church. It took them 10 years, and it was an independent church in the Tamil, uh, Tamil Nadu state. Now, they had, do have a lot of problems up there. This is one of the states we, we hear about a lot. It was burned to the ground. And a hundred Christians had no place to worship. That was uh, June 11th of this month. This year. Yeah. Well, this month. No, this is July. You just think it's July, dear. <laughs> no, but, you know, the thing of it is, is these people don't have, you know, like an extra bit of cash to go out and build something. They don't have insurance either. No. And so all the furniture, the musical in instruments, the pulpit, the offering box, everything. That's the pastor said he had been warned by radicals to close the church. And he says, by God's grace, I was able to endure all these hardships and abuses, but this time it's total devastation. And this is this is really the thing that's going going on. In a lot of these areas you just have to keep plugging on. You don't know how long you have. And uh, pray for the persecuted church. And find a ministry with boots on the ground that you can support. If you're already supporting people uh, that are in this kind of ministry that uh, support the persecuted church, that's fine. Now, up in our news shorts, Pakistan comes into view. An Islamic religious institution in Lahore uh, issued a declaration. I guess it's not hard to issue a declaration. You know, you just write it up and then you know, declare it from their mosque. Well, they issued a declaration banning banning the construction of religious places for religious minorities, including Christians, Hindus, Sikhs, and other non-Muslim faith groups. That's for Pakistan. You know, I have a hard time understanding why people do that. You know, we live in America, and that doesn't happen here. Well, it, yet, so it's starting, but, you know, it's hard to understand why they are so nasty. Yeah. Well, for one, they don't know the Lord, but yeah, you're right. You know, the, Paul lists in Second Timothy 3, 
that people will be a lot of things in the last days. But one of them, they will be despisers of those who are good. Think on that for a while. Yeah. And if you think of Antifa and Black Lives Matter, there's a lot of people that tried to reason with them and got the hell beat out of them. You can't reason with thugs. you got to beat them. Hitler didn't didn't get defeated because we said pretty please. He got he got defeated like Patton says in order to win a war. And he said it pretty pretty plain. To put it bluntly, the other guys fellows have got to die. More of his people have got to die than of yours and then you go you win the battle. But Patton was pretty brutal. But he knew how to fight war. And guess what? Evil was destroyed. That's how it works. Now, in Pakistan, this kind of evil an Islamic state Existing places of worship of non-Muslims could exist and could be maintained. But renovation of ruined places of worship is unlawful. So it's hard to say. There is a new temple in Islamabad... And that's being erected, and they didn't like that. You get overseas, and you just have all kinds of problems. Pakistan is one of the ones that always come up on the radar. Always, always, always. There's always trouble, and they've got plenty of people in prison for their faith. you got plenty of people that are facing death for blasphemy. It's hard to believe. And then you see the trouble we have here and see how everything now is racist. And you can see where they're going, Tower. Oh, I know. The bottom line of it is, is that there's a lot of things you can't stop in America or around the world. But, uh, you know, I simply have a line in the sand where I won't go any further. That's it. That's right. I don't worry about that. We do what God's called us to do, and that's the way it is. But there's a line that I'm not going to cross. That that let's put it this way: they're not going to cross, and that's the way it is. Paul says, you know, when he's talking about spiritual warfare, having done all to stand, stand therefore. In other words, when you're fasting and praying and you're binding principalities and powers and spirits, you can read this in Ephesians 6. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. That's right. And so there's a place Tower and I stand, and there's a place we're not going to go. One note here. You had said we're on Parlor and, and Clout Club. Parlor is the one I recommend. Clout Club I'm on, it can get raunchy at times. 
there's all kinds of people on it. It's uh, and I have to uh, hide stuff every once in a while because people are are just it's not my flavor. So uh, just be warned. Clout Club does come up with some good news nobody else will have. But Parlor by far is the more respectable. It's better. It it it's everything about it works a lot better. It, it's a it's a step up by far. Um, Libyan oil, Egypt versus Turkey. Now the real problem with this, if you're a Christian in Libya, you've got problems, especially. And we also find the Christians in Iraq. And Afghanistan, that, that whole area across there, Libya, Iraq, and Afghanistan, is a mess. But the problem of it is, they're all fighting over oil. And there's oil-rich uh, territory in Libya. Now, Greg Musselman of the Voice of the Martyrs was talking about this. He said, you have the Christians in Libya who have no religious freedom. They're always in danger and underground. You have the Turkish Christians Christians, and the Egyptian Christians in those countries. So both Islamic countries, Turkey and Egypt, they're coming at each other in Libya and fighting for control of that area, which, of course, is very strategic. The Christians are in the middle. Now, isn't that the way it is? Look at where they were at when ISIS moved through the Middle East. <laughs> I mean, there was some ISIS in Libya. There was ISIS in Syria. There was ISIS in Iraq. And, and uh, there was some of them trying to get into Afghanistan, too. And so you have Libya, Syria, Iraq, and Afghanistan, a whole area, a plethora of trouble. But this, where they're fighting is, is over in Libya. Now, that's Gaddafi's uh, region. No, that's Assad. Isn't, no, Assad is Syria, isn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, Gaddafi was Libya. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, a Muslim was saying, the Christians in Libya are a small community. And its history goes to North Africa back to the beginning of the church and uh, he says there's a growing church in Libya and so Christians living in all three of these areas or see their countries uh, heading into war now of course when you look at uh, Turkey we know Erdogan has uh, Messiah written all over him he wants to get the Mahdi in here. Yeah. Well, he, he's trying to bring back the Ottoman Empire. Yeah. Well, he's Sunni. That's right. The Mahdi is uh, Iran. Yeah. But they all have Messiah written all over them because that's really who they're looking for. And, uh, you know, the thing of it is, is that a lot of the West has been so at ease You know, this whole thing is going to be a mess if somebody doesn't take care of things. But uh, It is. Those uh, Muslims are looking in the wrong direction for the Messiah. 
Well, you do have a story about how God can turn things around. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. This comes to us from Bibles for the Mideast, and it has to do with the coronavirus. And this um, 42-year-old Arab Muslim, his name has been changed, of course, to protect his identity. They're calling him Al-Safar. He uh, was living in Saudi, he may still be, living in Saudi Arabia, had everything going for him. He was an Islamic scholar from a well-educated family. He makes a, made a good living at a, as a bank officer, and he enjoyed downtime with his wife and children. And um, he attended a wedding several weeks ago, and after that he developed a fever and cough, and it turned out to be COVID-19. And within days, he was in an intensive care unit at the local hospital as his symptoms continued to worsen. His breathing became increasingly difficult, and soon he felt certain he would die. Well, there just happened to be two nurses on duty that were Christians, or, or are Christians, and they were in the, working in the COVID ward, and they were assigned to his case. And they are, these two nurses are former Muslims, and they're associated with the ALG Underground Church of the Bibles for the Mideast. And um, Al-Safar had gotten to know some Christians through his education, but had always resisted any interaction with them. The prospect of death has a way of changing one's perspective, however. So when one of the nurses asked kindly, May I pray for your relief? He readily agreed. The room was otherwise empty, and so she felt free to call her fellow Christian nurse to join her in prayer. And the nurses would pray constantly under their breath for their patients, but now with no one around, they felt bolder. So they both placed their hands on his chest one prayed loud enough for him to hear what she prayed, and more importantly, to whom she prayed. Initially, he was irritated, but he noticed his breathing became easier and told them, Do you know who we prayed for, who we prayed would give you relief, one asked. He said, I know you prayed to the prophet Jesus. You think Jesus is only a prophet? But he is the Son of the Most High and the Living Lord, the Most High God and the Living Lord. He came to take away our sin and death by his, own, by his own death on the cross of Calvary. On the third day he arose from the dead. He really is the author of life and death. And, of course, not all the people that they prayed for are healed, unfortunately. And she continued on, By his stripes we are healed, and are healed. If you believe in him, Al-Safar, you will be healed from sickness and saved from death. Can you believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior? He had no answer. So the nurses returned to the rounds of caring for other patients. And within a few hours, however, his lungs began to give out again. And one of the nurses rushed to his side 
He pleaded with her to put her hands on his chest and pray. And she says, I will certainly, I will pray and certainly Jesus will give you relief. But if you don't believe in Jesus as your own Lord and Savior, you will not be eternally healed and saved. And so she called the other nurse and they placed their hands on his chest and prayed again. And as they did, he suddenly had a vision of Jesus coming in the clouds with millions of angels. And the Lord spoke, asking him to believe what the nurses said about him. Then he added that everything written about him in the Bible, which is the real word of God, are true. There you will learn about and find eternal life. Obey it and follow me. Jesus then blessed him and disappeared. Al Safar clearly saw his nail-pierced hands and felt an amazing peace of re and relief surge through his body and mind. When the nurses stopped praying, he opened his eyes and told them what he had experienced. He readily accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior. <clears throat> Excuse me. The miracles continued in that when doctors did further tests, they declared him clear of coronavirus. Before being discharged from the hospital, he told other patients what had happened to him and even prayed with them. When he went back home, he witnessed to his wife and children about Jesus, and within a few days they too believed. He then contacted the pastor of the local underground AGL church, ALG church, and through phone and online conversations, has been in constant touch with them. He has become a diligent student of the word and with his family is preparing for eventual baptism. He has yet, he has not yet been able to attend worship service. That's an exciting story. I love hearing these. I'm glad to hear that these Muslims are being saved. That is a great story. Yes, it is. And uh, uh, it always touches me whenever I hear these true stories. It's just absolutely amazing, the things that are going on. And you see, you know, the Lord has a way to touch people. They may seem, you know, indifferent or something, but a lot of that is caused by fear. And, but once the Lord, you know, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom and deliverance. And so these, these gals that were there were praying in the Spirit, you know. The Spirit of the Lord was there. And when he saw that vision, of course, the Spirit of the Lord is there. And that means freedom, not fear. And uh, so that fear, that spirit of fear gets out of there. And it allows this guy to really see the truth. And we've seen that a lot. The miracles. Yes, that, that's exciting. Praise the Lord. It is. Now in our next thing, we're talking to our next little article. Uh, our uh, subject is Iraq. And, you know, when Bush went in there, the whole thing was to try to free Iraq and get it to be, I guess, something like a, an American-style democracy. And, uh, you know, there, I didn't believe it, it would ever work uh, in, in, in Afghanistan. I didn't either. 
because Afghanistan has never been occupied for any length of time by a foreign army. They, they've um, always resisted. And so Iraq is just another one of those across that whole uh, area when you go from Libya, Syria, Iraq, and into Afghanistan, and you have Libya. You, you got all that across there. There's a lot of turmoil, and uh, and there's some uh, Hezbollah in there in Iraq. Of course, they're connected to um, Iran. And so you have a lot of problems there because, um, well, see, even Saddam Hussein fought Iraq, uh, Iran for a long time uh, because he didn't want their brand of government. And so, uh, you know, you, you, you have the Kurds up north, you have the Sunni, uh, the Sunni Triangle, you have the Shia that are there, you have Christians that were there, all in Iraq. And so you have the counterterrorism that's there in Iraq who are arresting and trying to fight off this Hezbollah. But uh, the militia itself that the government is using belongs to the popular mobilization forces referred to as the PMF. Uh, they're, they're an Iranian-backed group um, and so you've got all these different groups in there. And the PMF uh, controls part of the Nineveh uh, plains where the Christians are displaced. There's also up there in the Nineveh plains where um, other groups are at. But the problem you have... Uh, some time ago, we were talking about the PMF and how that they were responsible for a lot of uh, persecution of Christians. And uh, so it's really another area. I mean, you have the other area we, we were talking about over in Libya, fought over by Turkey. Uh, and um, you, it's right in the middle of... Uh, of Libya, and so you you've got all this, and then you got Egypt. You know what is Egypt doing up there? But that's where they're at, and so you got all this junk going on, and now in Iraq you've got a government that can't really control it. You've got a lot of other groups in there that are causing trouble. An Iraqi uh, journalist, Christian journalist, uh, Stephen Nabil, who happens to be covering this, he said that military sources, this is in Iraq, that nearly 600 armed group members, militias, arrived in Baghdad, coming from the southern provinces. Uh, white Toyota trucks filled with armed men wearing masks, parading and threatening the Iraqi counterterrorism unit. And, of course, the Iraqi counterterrorism is trying to keep the peace for the whole thing. I mean, it's just a mess. And, again, you've got the Christians right in the middle. And 
you know, you think you got problems in America. Dear God in heaven, people. Well, you I know, just think the level of lawlessness is, it just keeps getting worse and worse. And I just hate it. I can't understand it. I don't know why people have to be like that. There's one reason. That's because of sin. And we're in the last days. Yeah. And then, if, if we move on over to Iran, then, the Assyrian International News Agency uh, put this out. Now, of course, they have a lot of, lot of interest uh, in Iran. And uh, they, Iran had put together some uh, particular articles in the Islamic Penal Code, you know, updating it. <laughs> and, of course, this is... This is, and what it says is those found guilty of deviant psychological manipulation or propaganda contrary to Islam, whether in the real or virtual sphere, could be labeled as sex, S-E-C-T-S. Now you look at those terms, deviant psychological manipulation. Yeah. So you have someone that comes to the Lord. Well, he's been manipulated. He's psychologically been disturbed. Now that's what a lot of them, why a lot of them, even the Jews, won't even read the Bible because they believe uh, there, there's some kind of manipulation in there. And then there's propaganda contrary to Islam. Real or virtual, virtual of course is on the internet, and real is wherever you can find it in real life. And so all of this has enabled them to, uh, you know, go after people uh, and how many times have we seen it especially the blasphemy thing in Islam that Pakistan uses they can use just about anything and well, call it can. blasphemy and the Christian can be up on charges facing a death penalty we've seen that with the Sia Bibi and when she got released that there's, they said that there was 350 other Sia Bibis that were in prison for the uh, you know uh, under the same, the thing. same thing. Yeah. So we, you know, that's the way it is. And of course, if you get over to China, China does the same thing with their law. And North Korea, they've got it pretty well clamped down. You can't even breathe anything uh, religious. And, uh, and of course, when it comes to the authorities in Iran which uh, the Ayatollah has been on record saying that there's too many Christians or too many Muslims turning to Christianity Good. and they've got to stop it and uh, I've I've read uh, we've covered stories here about the Christians uh, growth in Iran and especially uh, all attending online uh, places to meet they got to keep it quiet but it's really growing, and according to figures from all over, from Christian groups that are working there, um, it's just, and it's hard to work there. They've got to have contacts, and it's just like th there are Christian groups working with Christians in North Korea, as hard as that is to understand. So make no mistake, there is a lot of these things going on all at the same time around the world by different people no matter what the government is saying it's about getting the gospel out now see this is the bottom line the bottom line for people that are believers like this and and in the go of the gospel
and that is what the Lord has determined has already been written. It is in Scripture. It's prophecy. We know what's coming. We know what it's like, and we know what we're required to do. And the word of the Lord is more important than the word of man. Exactly, exactly. Because the word of God is a rule for all faith and practice. And, of course, this this is the issue here. And, of course, doesn't mean you're dumb, but the Lord told us also that we need to be wise in what we do. And we need to be prepared. We need to watch how we're doing this. He said, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So you're harmless, but yet you're wise in what you do to get it out. And a lot of these... Uh, Christian believers have found that out but you know even trying to get along with some of these people um, it's tough yeah they don't want to get along and aside from in Iran you have Shia Islam Judaism and Christianity and uh, the Christian groups are ethnically Christian Assyrians and Armenians. And usually the ones that were originally there and became Christians, they, they have a tendency to leave them alone in their churches. But other Christians, and the, the hardest group is Muslims coming to Christianity is where you run into trouble. And so many of the Christian groups and church leaders are worried because it would add another layer to their ongoing suffering at the hands of the uh, Islamic regime. And of course, it just—they just figured out another way to persecute you to keep you from saying anything. That's right. And so, Iran, as you can see from today's program, you can see where this turmoil really is. And of course, we've been in Africa. We've been talking about a lot of things down there, and all at the same time, you know. And this week, it just happened to come out when we were doing the stories for the program that you find Iraq, you find uh, Iran, you find these, uh, you know, Libya, you you find that whole stream across there in that one section and Egypt's in there. You have this whole region. It's just like a firecracker. And it's all over faith, folks. And it's not over whether they hate America. Uh, it, it's it's not over democracy. It's over r- Christians. They hate Christianity. But I got news for you. God's going to save who He's going to save. It doesn't matter. You better be prepared because God ain't done yet, and that's with America too. Thank God. Yep. So we do have something else. Uh, are you ready on this one? From India. Yeah. Yes. Okay, go ahead. This comes to us from International Christian Concern. And in May, they reported that uh, Pastor Kumar was on his motorcycle, and he was returning home from a prayer meeting. And several individuals, unidentified, were following him. And they caught up to him and brutally attacked him. With uh, with sticks, and he was hit on the head until he was rendered unconscious. 
And Pastor Kumar said they had no intention to threaten me. They attacked to kill me. The assailants continued to attack until a local person noticed the situation and the assailants fled the scene and that local person helped the pastor to his house and he was taken to the hospital where he received 16 stitches and remained unconscious for an extended period of time. Later in the intensive care unit he called the head of the Madhuban police to report that he recognized the assailants, but because he didn't know them by name, they um, wouldn't do anything about the attack. And he had often seen the man in the village when he visited other Christians. And when he was sharing the word of God, he noticed that uh, this man was observing him and he later attacked him, and he inquired in the village to find out what his name was so that he could report it to the police. And when he went to the police to identify the suspect, the police had seemingly already decided the case. When we entered the police station for the identification process, the attacker was treated like a VIP, not a criminal. And um, Deepak... Hey. Kumar, his brother-in-law, told the Morning Star News that this man was released the same day, even after they insisted that he was the one. Isn't that normal? Yeah. Now that's irritating. It is. And they released the other three men that were involved in it as well. Now, you notice at the end of that, the BJP party, that is the Hindu Nationalist uh, Party that is connected to Prime Minister Modi. And Prime Minister Modi is actually, uh, President Trump has actually talked to him about the Christian persecution going on. I'm not sure what the essence of that turned out to be, but uh, Pastor Mo I mean, uh, Modi's on record saying that the Christians who say that they're uh, persecuted are mistaken. But see, in the beginning of the program, we also talked about India. And we talked about uh, uh, Pastor Rayo and Pastor Augustine. I mean, you got a lot of pastors. And when you're dealing in India, India is a big country. You've got this, and the point is, you got this going on everywhere in India. I don't know how many times you and I have done a story where oh, the police paid no attention to him. Yeah, that's just wrong. See, now over here they want to get rid of all the police. They don't even give them a chance to make an arrest. They just want to get rid of them. <laughs> so now you, you have in New York City some of the highest murder rates that they've ever seen. And people are calling for them to bring back some of the units that they uh, got rid of. Uh, of course, uh, uh, people are calling... Um, de Blasio a communist because he's not going to do nothing and uh, people ain't happy with him but uh, he's in his own little world he's doing his own little dictatorship and people yeah. are dying so uh, but next week uh, uh, Trump said he was going to do something I, I don't know what he's going to do it, 
and it's actually going to be a broadcast on tonight. I'm trying to think where I saw that today. That uh, Stephen Miller, who is associated with, uh, uh, he must be connected to the president somehow, but uh, uh, he was going to talk about it. Uh, and it hasn't been revealed what, what they're going to do, but, you know, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, you see what's happening in America, and, and these cities don't want to do anything. That's um, just nuts. It's crazy. Well, the the mayor of uh, Portland isn't doing anything either. As a matter of fact, uh, remember when Trump sent uh, all the people out? He sent all the agents and everything out to all the big cities, and, and he just announced a big arrest of MS-13. Well, the mayor of Portland got mad at Trump and told him to take his agents, and he says if they want something to do, they can clean the graffiti. And I went to the, went to the mayor's Twitter page, and I told him a few things. Um, Good for you. And and I told him that uh, nothing nasty, but uh, you know I made it clear. But uh, see, he don't know me from Adam. He don't care. He gets lots of people like that. So you can't, uh, you know. And that's where people go wrong. They they put things on Twitter and think people are going to hear it. Ninety-eight percent of the time, the people that you want to tell off, they'll never see your tweet. They won't pay attention to them. Period. Yeah. So the only thing it does is give you a little bit of self-gratification that you said something. That's, yeah, but, that's true. But that's about it. There's nothing you're going to do to stop this guy. There's nothing you're going to stop to, uh, do to stop de Blasio. Uh, you know, we're not talking about harming them or anything like this. We, we just want them to stop what they're doing. There's nothing you're going to do. Uh, this thing is way out of your hands. There's a lot of things that are happening in America, especially in New York, because they have, again, this. you talk about deaths. Uh, I'm, I've tried to warn about blood guilt and this abortion law, the, the worst in the nation. And guess who did it? De Blasio and the mayor there, uh, the governor, Cuomo. And, uh, you know, th- this is not good, folks. You wonder what's happening. You think God is uh, just saying, well, okay, you can go kill as many babies as you want. I seen something the other day, and some woman said, I've had 21 abortions, and I'm proud of it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's going to be a sweet place for her because because of what she's doing. It, it, it's one thing to do it, uh, you know, when you're ignorant of it or don't understand it. It's another thing to do it and boast about it. That makes the blood of the innocents directly on your head. I wonder if she was just exaggerating those numbers. That's horrible. I don't know. She had a t-shirt on with it and everything. It was a full post. I got another story. Do you? Go ahead. I want to bring it to your attention. Excuse me. It's about uh, Eritrea. Eritrea is called Africa's North Korea because they, they're they one of the worst persecutors of Christians. They don't get the attention that other heavily persecuted persecutors of Christians receive. And hundreds of Christians are in prison simply for their faith in Jesus Christ. And there's at least 600 Christians imprisoned in Eritrea. 
And what's even more shocking, not a single one of them have been formally charged with a crime. They have not been given a trial or even a lawyer. They simply disappear into the prison system. And some of those people have been in there for over 6,000 days. Do you realize that's almost 16 and a half years? And they're waiting for justice. They're just stuck there. And I heard about one prisoner getting out, and he went into hiding immediately so that he wouldn't be rearrested and thrown back in. So I want you to remember to pray for your brothers and sisters in Eritrea. This is just unconscionable. It's horrible. Yep, we have talked about Eritrea. And it reminds me of North Korea. Yeah. But see, it's, that's one of those countries that you don't see in the news ever. I wonder why. Except in the persecution. That, that's it. And so, it's just unconscionable. Mm-hmm. You know, and we willingly destroy our cities here. And we allow thugs to do it. And we have idiot mayors that join them on the streets to deface the street. And they're all putting Black Lives Matter up. Now, folks, uh, as Christians, all lives matter because God so loved the whole world. Christ died for all men, not just black or white. So get a grip here. Well, you know what other I think is horrible? It's just that they call, excuse me, they were charging this one couple for defacing, they're charging him for criminal activities saying they defaced a Black Lives mural. They're calling these things murals and arts of work. Yeah, they're not. They're not. That's just Black Black Lives Matter is connected to Marxism and Marxist ideology is in the midst of it. On top of that, Soros announced uh, yesterday, and I seen it when it came out, it was in the news again today, he is putting in the pot another $200 million to social uh, groups to help change uh, society. Now, do you know why he's doing this? He's doing it to help the groups in America to continue their fight to overthrow America. That's why he's doing it, and nobody does anything. This is why. It's not because he loves... Uh, to help people. He's overthrowing America. And where do you think they get the money to pay people $25? What is that, an hour? Yeah. $25 an hour to wreck stuff. They got money, folks. Make no mistake. You think this stuff just happened? It didn't. It's been planned. And they were planning to do this before the election. The people ought to be ashamed of themselves for accepting that kind of money. Well, they're not because they hate America. We're going to have to get out of here. Okay, good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. We love you. We pray for you. We appreciate all you do for the Lord. And remember to pray for your brothers and sisters around the world. Good night, everybody. We love you. Well, tonight we... I'm glad we got in that story on Eritrea. We talked about Iran, Iraq, uh, Egypt, Turkey, um, Libya, and uh, the COVID, the moving of the Lord. A lot of stuff going on. Be sure to focus on the Lord.
And as far as America goes, America has a destiny, and it's going to be met. And there are people that hate this country, and they live here right now. Look to the Lord. Don't forget to check us out at warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Be sure to follow us. You can follow us on Parlor Now, if you will mention this program and say, I heard that you said that you would follow anybody who followed us on Parlor. It's Watchman DGS on Parlor. We're also on a lot of other places. Check everything out. Read the articles we have. Listen to the programs. Send this stuff around so we can get the word out. And wherever you're at, may the Lord protect you and guide you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace in this time of fear. This is the Watchman. Shalom. Be safe. And we'll see you next time. Next time, matter of fact, will be tomorrow. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.